Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Welcome to Football is Family, a podcast dedicated to the fan and fan experience. My name is Jeremy McFarland, and I want to look at the positive behind what makes football so enjoyable to watch and follow. I want to know why you are a fan of your team, of a player, or an era of football. Whether the pros, college, or high school, I want to hear and share your stories and your love for the game. If you want to be part of this podcast, please message me on Twitter at Jeremy underscore McFarlane, or on Facebook at the Footballist Family Facebook page. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Thanks for tuning back into the Footballist Family podcast. I have a special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself to everybody? My name is Keith Avalon. I'm the CEO of Play Games LLC. It's a company that makes uh, sports board games, sports simulation board games, and also we recently have branched out into non-sports sports games. Uh, and that's what I do. Non-sports sports games. Yes. Uh, well, non-sports games. They're not. Well, actually, we do have some non-sports sports games. We've got uh, Fury Football, which is sort of a we call it a faux sport or an alt sport strategy game where it's not a real sport, but it, it plays a lot like football, but it's not, it, it's, it's highly condensed. We also have Fury Hardball, which is another alt sport that is uh, sort of a mashup of wiffle ball, baseball, and cricket in, in a very short, very condensed kind of uh, delivery. So yes, we do have, we do have non-sport sports games. We also have non sport games what, see this is what i'm talking about you where can you get wiffle ball cricket to c- combine you can't get it anywhere but here all right. <laughs> right let's let's go on a little bit of background of your company here i'm looking at the website and the website is uh play.com that's p-l-a-a-y.com and i'm looking at your background a little bit it says that you started your company in uh 1999 that is correct. Uh, play.com is kind of the hub site now for our two brands, which are Play Classic. That's where we put the sports simulation games. That's where our football game is. And Play Now, which is where we put our new games. So we got Play Classic and Play Now. And play.com is sort of the hub for both of them. For many, many years, play.com was the website. And uh, um I started it in uh, 1999 when I was working. I was working, working in radio at the time, but I've always had this interest in uh, sports simulation board games. Played a lot of uh, Appa and Stratomatic when I was younger. Uh, Status Pro, all the you know, basically all the hits from uh, you know the the era. And uh, in playing them, I always found ways to kind of improve them or tweak them. I think most people in the hobby. Uh, do that you know they, they sort of customize a, a manufactured game to their own personal tastes uh so i guess i kind of took it a step further and began developing my own you know games uh 
And that started in 1999. And we, we, uh, I did it for about five years uh, in tandem with my radio career. Then the radio industry got to the point where, uh, you know, I, I had to focus on that. I mean, we, it, radio went from being a, a, a industry of specialists and I specialize as being a, a disc jockey to an industry of multitaskers. And so, whereas before I was able to just do my radio show and then have my other time to do other things, family and, and sports board games, uh, about the mid 2000s, 2005, 2006, um, the industry began to be such that, you know, I had to focus on one or the other. So I focused on my radio career and I shut down my uh, board game business, handed off my uh, football game to uh, another company. And then we resumed it in 2009 and I've been going strong since then. Okay. Explain to, to everybody uh, board game simulations. So board game simulation is uh, it's a simulation I guess the, the actual term is sports simulation board game. So it is a simulation of a sport, uh, which is to say that it recreates all the nuances of the sport uh, in terms of the statistics. You use real players, uh, real teams, and they statistically they recreate their st statistical performances um, based on uh, cards and dice. That's where... I mean, I guess I guess it's it's analogous to you know we are to Madden uh, what reading a, reading a good book is to watching the movie. Okay. You know? Okay. So okay. that's that's that, that's where the board game part comes in. But in a sense, it's a simulation of uh, of, uh, of of the sport in question, whether it's football or baseball or or whatever. When, you, when I when I think about board games, one of my guilty pleasures is Risk. Mm. I played that game for years. Um, you have the cards, you have the dice, and you have strategy. Right. Those those three things seem to play into what you do. Correct. Um, I was trying to. I was explaining this to another person uh, a couple of days ago, and uh, they were very familiar with like role playing games, like yes. you know, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, I made the the comment that uh, that's essentially what sports simulation board games are they're role-playing games where you're playing the role of the coach of the team in question uh, or the manager if you're talking about baseball or so, you know so yeah. basically you just take a situation you're at the 50-yard line and you draw a card or you roll a dice and you go from there uh that would be i think that'd be kind of a limited version of it i mean essentially you're you're re recreating the entire game if we're talking about football uh you would take the titans i would take the steelers uh, and we would decide who kicked off. I would I would roll the dice on my on my kickers. You know, uh, uh, we'd each have a, a a team card with all the players individually rated. I would kick off to you, and maybe the kick goes in the end zone for a touchback. Maybe your guy takes it out of the end zone, returns it for twenty five yards. Maybe he returns it for a touchdown. You know, you, anything can happen that could happen in a real football game. Would happen in in our simulation of it. So you let's say you got a twenty five yard return or, or a thirty yard return out to the you know thirty two yard line. Uh, and then you would be on offense and I would be calling defense. You would decide, you would choose from among six different offensive plays. We've, we've scaled, we've kind of scaled it back. So you don't have to be a, you know, you don't have to be an X's and O's kind of guy to be able to play these games. There are football games out there where you have to choose like the, you know, X slash 25, right. You know, on three type of play. Ours are, you know, branded in, in generic plays. We get inside run, outside run, screen pass, 
short pass, medium pass, and a long bomb. There's a trick play, and there are uh, several other uh, there's quarterback sneak. There's, uh, you know, Hail Mary passes, things like that. Uh, but essentially, you choose, uh, you know, you call your, your play, and I would set my defense. And then I would announce what my defense is, and then you would reveal your play. So, I'm, you know, you're going to run Derrick Henry up the middle. I'm blitzing. We would then roll the dice, and it would tell us how many yards Henry got or whether he lost yards by with a good tackle on, you know, one of my linebackers shooting through to your, your line. It would, it would recreate the actual game. It's like you're watching the game on TV, but instead of the book is you're actually generating the results from the, uh, from the game itself. Oh, see, that's what that's that's amazing. I like that. That's 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 pretty neat. Now I'm looking at this. You have, and I'm I'm on your screen right now. You have Roller Rumble, which is uh, a roller derby game, which sounds awesome. Explain that to me. Well, Roller Rumble. Do we still have Roller Rumble on our website? I thought we had taken that off. Uh, roller Rumble is a game that we discontinued last year. We're gonna. Okay, work- so it, I'm just looking at your history here. Okay, yes. Well, Roller Rumble was one of our original games, one of our early games. We developed that in 2001 and sold it for many, many years. We discontinued it last year uh, with the intent of reintroducing it on Play Now. It's going to go from Play Classic to Play Now. And we're going to kind of spiff it up for the 21st century. So that because because roller there's roller derby still is being played, but under much different uh, to much different trappings now than it used to be. Our roller derby game, uh, the one the one I developed, you know, 20 years ago, it's based on the golden era of roller derby, which was to say the 1960s and 70s, and uh, it recreates that sport as well. And of course, roller derby is not really a real sport, but uh, our game treats as, it treats it as if it were. Um, and it does essentially the same thing. The players, you know, play to their abilities, the better teams perform better, the, the better players perform better. And it also has all the, uh, uh, dramatics, the antics of roller derby, uh, built into the game itself. Focus. You got the hair and the helmets. Oh, that'd be great. That's you, you, even I've seen people with, with dungeons and dragons dress up as their character. Do you have people dress up as their characters? Have you ever had that? Uh, no, not really, but they do, you know, we've done live events all across the United States and, uh, people will typically show up wearing their, you know, wearing their team colors, uh, or they'll wear, you know, vintage, uh, jerseys or outfits that reflect, uh, maybe a different era that, that they're particularly interested in. So in that sense, yeah, they dress up, but I know they're going to do it, do it right. They don't show up and they don't show up in shoulder pads, but they do show up in, uh, you know, their, their team gear. Now this one I'm I'm really interested in face to the mat. That is our pro wrestling game. That was one of our original games that uh, came out. You know when we launched the site play.com in 1999. It is a simulation of professional wrestling, but it goes beyond just the moves and the you know the uh, the pins and the the moves, the finishers, and so on. Um, there are a number of wrestling games out there that recreate you know a wrestling match. Some of them are strategy games. Some of them are simulation games. But uh, the focus of our game is on uh, the storyline. So it actually, uh, it, 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 it's like watching the WWE, except the script is writing itself. So you have heels and you have, you have faces. You've got, uh, you know, shocking turnarounds. You've got uh, conniving, underhanded tactics by, you know, the, the, uh, the heel gang. You've got the, you know, the, uh, the good guys that are constantly being thwarted in their efforts for, you know, what is right and good. Uh, so all that is is uh, 
added along with the wrestling match. I mean, we do do the wrestling matches are resolved, uh, but the storyline element is uh, what makes the game really, uh, you know, compelling and what makes it different from everything else that's out there. Do you have uh, people who play a match for a long period of time, like not just an hour, but for weeks or months on end? Yeah, that's typically what th- what people do in this hobby. They will uh, uh, they'll start like a federation. If you're talking about the wrestling game, for you, well, if yeah. you go back to football, you know, if yeah. you were, let's say, you're a, a fan of the Titans, uh, and you, you should you be, may, and you could be. Yes, you should be. I see. <laughs> I see. I hear what you're saying. I see your Titan, your Titans hat on your head. Uh, you know, maybe you want to replay the 1999 season, see if you can get them to the Super Bowl win. You know, get that extra yard and, and beat the Rams. So you can replay the entire in, entire season, starting with Week One. And, uh, you know, play each game and then play through the playoffs. And you'd see if you could, you know, the interest would be, can I do the same thing or better than what uh, what the Titans actually did in 1999? So, yes, that 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 is one of the main features of one of the main draws of, of the hobby is the ability to go back in time, jump in a time machine and recreate something uh, from the past. And and it's an extended, uh, you know, uh, an extended uh, uh processed and as far as wrestling goes you know uh you can basically start from scratch with you know what are at the very beginning essentially generic wrestlers and just watch the whole story develop and by the end of uh, you know you just play a succession of weeks the game is set up so that there's typically a cliffhanger ending and it makes you want to go well let's we got to see what's going to happen next week and then you'll set up the next show and it'll play through. And, and then through a series of shows, you, you run, you know, five, six, seven, eight shows, you know, you're going to have your storyline all set up. You'll have your heroes, your heels, you'll have, uh, you know, your, some, some wrestlers will get kicked out of the Federation or it will just, you know, be sort of eased out because they're, they're not generating the heat. You'll have your superstars will be developing and uh, all your different storylines will be uh, unfolding right, you know, right before your eyes. So that's that's how. So it would be a series of shows. Yes, you have people play online with this. Uh, you know, like uh, sometimes sometimes I've seen people play online with chess. Do they uh, have people across the country that they play against or play with? More and more, that's happening with COVID. Uh, I think a lot of people were introduced to a virtual means of getting together. Uh, prior to COVID, I think you know we, we, there, there, we did play via Skype or. You know, use uh, you know online software to uh, be able to play against a remote opponent. Um, but I, I would I would say that that is a, a trend that's kind of increasing now uh, as as we get more technology and we get uh, more comfortable with that technology. Uh, but yeah, we we uh, there aren't a lot of sports simulation board gamers. I mean, relative to the general population, it's a fairly small crowd. And it's sometimes tough to find an opponent to play with, you know, head to head. And so a virtual game is really the only opportunity. So, yes, we do use technology to play head to head. But we still it's not like the game is on a computer. We're still using the cards and dice. We're just seeing each other like you and I are seeing each other. Oh, Zoom. So you have baseball, which absolutely looks fascinating. Football, hockey. Stock car. How do you do stock car racing? Well, that's an interesting question. Um, you know, uh, up until w- when I began to develop, I, first of all, I, I always had a fascination with uh, NASCAR, uh, but I never really could understand it. You know, 
when I was working, I worked in, at a, a big country station in Dallas, and we were very tied in with the NASCAR scene there at uh, Texas Motor Speedway. And so we would go out and do appearances out there, and we, and we would do uh, like the race week, actually two race weeks in, in Dallas. Uh, so twice a year, we would have drivers in town, and we'd be doing appearances at auto parts stores and, you know, kind of really mixing it up with the NASCAR crowd. And it's like, man, I really want to, this is, this is super cool. It's, you know, it's very colorful, very exciting. The fans are really into it. But when I watch a game, when I watch a race, it's like, I, I just don't get it. What's going on? It's just, they're just going around and around. really don't understand it. And um, most games, uh, most NASCAR games uh, would recreate a race by moving cars around a track. You'd set up cars on a track and then you'd roll dice and you'd move them that number of spaces. And, you know, you'd, it, it didn't really feel like a NASCAR race because it was so slow. You know, it was very, very, uh, uh, you know, tedious to move 40 cars, you know, uh, and do that X number of times, you know? So, uh, I kind of pondered that for, for a long time and, uh, went through various versions of the game that just weren't very much fun. But one, one day I, this was about 2009, 2010, you know, I, I hit on the idea with, with a good friend of mine who was a good play tester of mine, Dave Richter. Uh, we we kind of hit on the idea of making you know we 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 realized that a NASCAR race is basically king of the hill. You got the guy who's on top, and you got everybody else is gunning for him, trying to knock him off the hill and take the lead. And so we created uh, a game which basically reflected that, where you got a guy that's instead of moving cars around a track, the cars are moving relative to each other. So you're kind of trying to move your way up the pack, you know, and and eventually get to the top group and take a shot at the leader and hopefully get the lead yourself and then hang on to it. So once we figured that out, uh, it, it kind of, everything else kind of fell into place and that's how our NASCAR game works. If you, all right, let's just take a, let's take the football game. How long did it take for you to go from development to fin finished product? Well, the football game was many, many years. Uh, I started working on the football game in, uh, the late 1970s and had it essentially in the format that it's in right now by the uh, late 1980s. Uh, so it was about, you know, a good, a good uh, five to 10 year development process, but each game is a little bit different. Uh, you know, it, uh, it depends on what, what you in include in the development process. NASCAR, you know, I started working on NASCAR uh, in the mid nineties, but there were a bunch of failed ideas, you know, there were a bunch of ideas that just didn't work out. They, they finished the final NASCAR game that we came up with. It was nothing like the first stabs that I took at it. You know, they were, those were basically trash canned. Uh, but, you know, it still was the development process. So, you know, the NASCAR game probably took about, you know, 10 to 15 years as well. Uh, golf game came together in maybe three or four years. Uh, hockey game was something that came together in, I'd say, three or four years. Baseball was about 10 years. So it varies. Yeah, and the way I the way I typically work uh, from a design standpoint is, you know, I'll get an idea, I'll work on it, you know, I'll mess around with it, and then eventually, typically, it will come to a place where it's like, oh, this this doesn't work. Something something's not right about this. And at that point, I'll just kind of take a bunch of notes and put it away until I get my great epiphany. Later, I'll think, hmm, what if I did this? And I'll get it out again and pick it up again. So you know, I might work on like baseball, for example. I started working on baseball, and I don't know probably the late 19, late, late nineties, early two thousands and got to a point and then it set it aside, picked it back up again in 2009 and, uh, you know, finished the development of it. So it was, you know, a good, uh, and it came out in, in 2013. 
So there's a 10 year span there, probably 10, 10, 10, 15 year span, but it wasn't 10, 15 years of solid work was, uh, you know, sporadic. Oh, okay. I just found one that I want to talk about. It just popped up here. The national emergency management game, Mr. Uh, We have a problem, Mr. President. Well, now you're on the play now site. And as you can see, it's very different than the play classic site. It is very different. Uh, yeah. we've, oh, we've, wow. We felt like, uh, you know, sports simulation games, there's a certain audience for that. And, you know, people look at sports differently these days than they did, uh, you know, 20, 30 years ago. It's a different. The fans are different. You know, the sports are different. It's more of a business now than it was 30, 40 years ago. So, uh, you know, th- there's not the same interest in playing a sports simulation board game that there was, you know, say 20, 30 years ago. And we felt like, well, what can we, what do people want to play? And of course the board game business, the small press board game business is just burgeoning. And so we thought that's territory that we would like to, you know, stake a claim in. So about three years ago, we began uh, researching, well, really before that, we began researching what, you know, what kind of a interest is there from our crowd in non-sports games. And then about, about three years ago, we, we put this together uh, we we launched Play Now, and uh, we are we we haven't done much with it this year as much as we'd like to. We're we're focusing in 2022 of, of really making Play Now our our focus. But yeah, Mr. President is uh, is is the kind of game that we uh, are are moving toward. Um, it's a strategy game. Um, I mean, it's all spe- kind of spelled out on the website. But basically, you're you're taking the role of the president's advisor, where you know. If, if if everything goes right, the president gets the credit. If everything goes wrong, you get fired. You know, it's it's kind of that that uh, situation where you don't get any of the credit. You just uh, you just get all the all the grief. Uh, I'm so looking you're, at this. Oh, sorry, I hate to interrupt. You said historical expansion available. The Arab oil embargo, Pearl Harbor, and the Cuban Missile Crisis, and you have a COVID nineteen deck. Yes, right. Exactly. We after we introduced the game, we. Uh, we uh, you know just got a lot of feed really good feedback and there were people that wanted like a historical expansion where like you know so you're the you're the you're the advisor to Nixon in 1973 and the Arab oil embargo is happening and you got to help navigate through the crisis and it's a matter of PR it's part of partly PR partly political strong arming uh, you know there's a lot of different factors that come into play uh, but the idea is you've got to help navigate through that crisis by by uh, you know using your wits and your and and, and your resource the resources you have at your at, at hand. Let's see if I can ask this the right way. Is the game like this organic in in the sense that you start out brand new, and your choices it grows with you? Not sure I'm understanding what you're saying. Okay, okay. Um, you okay? Historical expansions. Uh, we know what happened with the Cuban Missile Crisis, Pearl Harbor and the Arab oil embargo. We know what happened with that. Do you, can you change the outcomes in this game? Uh, no, the, uh, the the games don't really deal with the changing the outcomes. Uh, it assumes that if you fail, that uh, you get fired and they'll bring somebody else in who can, uh, who can, you know, navigate it successfully. Um, so you're, the, the focus of the game is not on trying to, you know, keep the Soviets out of Cuba. The, the goal is not in trying to, uh, you know, punish the Arabs for the, the oil embargo. The idea is there's this crisis going on 
and it's the president's job to you know deal with it and you're giving him advice uh, as to what to do uh and and the game part of it is uh results in either successfully navigating the crisis or not or unsuccessfully navigating the crisis and successfully navigating it would be you know you uh you you get through it and it doesn't necessarily change history uh it simply you know uh you simply uh are successful in essentially a, a pr sort of an aspect of it the people respond favorably to the president he, his approval ratings remain high despite the crisis uh, that covid must have been a um an interesting addition to this it was i mean we in fact it was the first historical one that we put together uh, it just seemed to make sense we the game was released right in the height of covid and so it seemed to make sense that we would do that we offered that so that's just a, a free download uh kind of get people into you know into the game there's a it, on your website at playnow.com backslash products backslash covid slash 19 slash deck it says hotspot critical card intense outbreak of new cases causes alarm man i tell you what you live through it you understand what what this type of uh what this type of game is all about that's that's incredible uh that stuff right there uh mr keith this stuff right here really makes uh these games kind of jump out and say hey if you're into history if you're into strategy if you're into any type of things like that this is the type of game for you well, I like, you know, I have an interest in sports, but I also have an in interest in history. And uh, I am fascinated uh, with with probabilities and outcomes. And uh, I, I think it's interesting to create scenarios where you get to sort of try to, you know, navigate through and see if you can, it, 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 it reflects what actually happened, but you also have some uh, input uh, into uh, navigating it and and uh, being successful. Um, you know, the uh, Amelia Earhart game is another one that's kind of a mix of history and it's 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 essentially a simulation of Amelia Earhart's final flight. And and you get to by by playing it, you really get to understand what a, how difficult it was. You know, for her to try to do that, uh, you're faced with the same challenges. You have the same sort of um, you know, uh, problems, uh, potential crises. And of course you, you know, you, you have to make that, <laughs> you have to make that stretch from, uh, uh, New Guinea to Howland Island, uh, which is, a, is, is a difficult, uh, it was a, it was a difficult, uh, task for her probably, you know, might've been a little bit too much as history kind of proved. Uh, but you get you get a chance to experience it yourself, and maybe you'll make some decisions differently than she did, and maybe you'll land on Helen Island. Aviatrix Thirty Seven, the vintage aircraft adventure game that looks amazing too. Uh, what what do you think happened to her? Uh, well, that's been the people have been talking about that for you know many 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 years. Uh, I think I think the consensus is that uh, you know she. The plane ran out of fuel, crashed in the ocean, and sank. And maybe she made it to, uh, you know, maybe they maybe they made it to an island. Maybe they didn't. There's a lot of crazy conspiracy theories out there that she was captured by the Japanese, or that she was, uh, 
you know, running a spy mission that this whole thing, the whole round the world trip was really uh, a covert operation by the government to spy and to collect data. You know, none of that really has any kind of, uh, you know, historical footing. But uh, bottom line was that was the, the Lockheed Electra was not designed to fly the distance that it was being asked to fly. They outfitted it with extra fuel tanks, you know, but and they and they stripped the plane down. I mean, they, it was at the point that, uh, you know, they didn't carry a life raft or supplies in the event that it did crash. You know, they might have been able they, they would have been able to get to a raft and, you know, floated in at, at the ocean for a couple of weeks probably until they were found. But they forewent that. Uh, because of the weight that would be required to carry that. And they wanted to get the maximum fuel economy. So they didn't carry a, a life raft or supplies. Uh, and, and even so, even, you know, outfitted the way it was with the maximum amount of fuel that they could carry. Of course, you can't carry an unlimited supply of fuel in a plane that size. You, there's only so much fuel you can carry or it's not going to lift off the runway. You know what I mean? So they carried as much fuel as they could. They had as much, you know, they, they had the auxiliary tanks, but even then, it was still a stretch to think they could make it to Howland Island. It was, it was, you know, going to take some some luck, and they basically just ran out of fuel. You know, got lost. The 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 uh, stars were not visible. They, they Fred Noonan was navigated entirely by you know uh, st- looking at the stars. Didn't use any. I mean, they they had some rudimentary radar equipment and things like that in that day, but he didn't want to have any of that. You know, he he was old school, and it just so happened that it was cloudy. So you couldn't see the stars. So they couldn't navigate very well and they got lost and ran out of fuel. And that was it. What I think happened, Bigfoot. People don't think he had anything to do with it, but Bigfoot had something to do with it. You don't think he had anything to do with it, but he had something to do with it. No, people say he doesn't have anything to do with it, but Bigfoot really did. He had something to do with it. We just. All right. Well, that's not in the game. You won't experience it in the game, but. There's your addition. There's you an expansion pack. Right, the Bigfoot expansion. Right, <laughs> you have an amazing website. You have an amazing group of games. Uh, again, let's uh, tell it to everybody where we can find these games. Super easy. We, we only sell online. Uh, we manufacture everything here at our uh, little facility here in Denver, uh, and we we design the games. We have them manufactured. We assemble them. We ship them. We do the whole thing. It's me and my son. Uh, it's a two man show here. And you can find us by going to P-L-A-A-Y, play.com. Uh, and that will take you to the, uh, the the hub site, which from where you can explore Play Now or Play Classic, whichever you know you want to do. But yeah, it's just play with two A's, P-L-A-A-Y.com. I've noticed that there is a uh, difference here. You have a basic game and then you have the print and play. What's the difference between the two of those? Print and play is, is completely digital. You download it and you print it on your own printer and uh, you, you get it instantly. The other the, the, the other games, we, we ship them to you and then you open up the package and play it. Okay. Do you make them when they're ordered or do you already have them? Is, is there a lag time between if I order it today, I can get them next week? Yeah, we have we have a backlog. We, we keep an inventory. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, see, so uh, I will have this information on the show notes on this particular episode. So everybody can click on to play P L A A Y.com and check out these uh, great games that we're talking about. Mr. Keith, thank you for your time today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank y'all for listening to football's family podcast. 
This podcast is sponsored by Play Classic Sports Simulation Board Games, spelled with two A's, P-L-A-A-Y. Realistic board game recreations of professional football, hockey, baseball, NASCAR, golf, and more. They cover nine sports in all, with a tenth, basketball, coming in 2022. You can relive great sessions of the past, create what-if matchups from different eras, and much more. It's fun. So if you're into sports history, you should check them out. That's play with two A's, P-L-A-A-Y, classic.com. And don't forget to use the code SHN at checkout and get 10% off your first order. Hey, are you ready for some football? Some fantasy football? How about some daily fantasy football? Silly questions, right? Of course you are. You're ready to talk some smack and win some cash every Sunday and Thursday and Monday and whenever there's football games. The Sports History Network invites you to play your daily fantasy football this season at thrivefantasy.com. Thrive Fantasy offers hundreds of thousands, millions in cash every day on NBA, MLB, PGA Golf, Cricket, Esports, and of course, NFL football. And just to get the 2021 NFL season started right, Thrive Fantasy is holding its $100,000 guaranteed contest with a $20,000 first prize. Sign up with Thrive Fantasy today to get a 100% match bonus on your first deposit for up to $100 in free daily fantasy football play. Visit sportshistorynetwork.com slash thrive. That's T-H-R-I-V-E. Or enter promo code SHN when depositing at the cashier. Join Thrive Fantasy today, earn cash prizes, and support great shows like this at the Sports History Network. Now that's a win-win-win situation for you to kick off your own NFL season. At the Sports History Network, we're all about sports yesteryear, and so we're so pleased to introduce you to Row One, an online memorabilia gallery and shop that brings your sports history to life anywhere. The Row One gallery includes over 5,200 gorgeously reproduced prints of team posters, game program covers, game tickets, advertisements, and more in baseball, pro and college football, pro and college basketball, and more. And any gallery item may be printed in a variety of sizes on wood, metal, canvas, acrylic, or poster paper. And in Row One Shop, check out the thousands more of unique Unique items with a retro and historical designs dating back to 1876, including t-shirts, long-sleeve shirts, phone cases, mugs, blankets, pillows, towels, and even shower curtains. Go to sportshistorynetwork.com, R-O-W number one, for access to the full Row 1 catalog and for gallery prints and gift items, plus get a 15% discount off all prints on the Row 1 Pictorum Gallery with coupon code SHN15. Follow the link on the show notes. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Join George Bozica, the president of the PFRA, and myself, John Bozica, each month for the Professional Football Researchers Association official podcast. 
We'll discuss the history of the game, the many names of the game, and so many different things for you, making the history of football not only entertaining, but fun at the same time, as we join you on the Sports History Network on the official PFRA podcast. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.